Hello out there on Podcast Line, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one. We crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Adam and Maestro. Hello! Hello! This week, we are celebrating Christmas by watching the sequel to probably the ultimate Christmas movie, would yeah, you say? Man. We're watching Die Hard 2. Yes. Let me hit you with the normal whatnot before we proceed. This movie was directed by Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan directed Cliffhanger. Oh. Deep Blue Sea. And A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Ooh. <laughs> this, where, 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 where's that in the Nightmare on Elm Street? That's the fourth one. As, as far like ranking-wise. Oh. I don't really care for that one. No? Okay. <laughs> I don't really care for that franchise in general. Oh, is that right? Like, I, like, I love one and three. That's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, this movie stars Bruce Willis, Bonnie Bedelia, William Atherton, William Sadler, John Amos, and Dennis Franz. Let me do a brief synopsis. We'll go from there. John McClane attempts to avert disaster as rogue military operatives seize control of Dulles, in, Dulles International Airport yep. in Washington, D.C. I think I already know the answer. I ask this every week. Have you ever seen this before? Absolutely. I've watched this many times. I've seen this many times, especially in my youth. This was always on TV. As a youth? As a youth. As a youth. Die Hard 2. So, format. Here we go. Yep. We're just going to pretend we stopped playing on the DVD, cracked open some beers. Adam, what did you think of Die Hard 2? Uh, it, it doesn't fit... In the Die Hard it doesn't, world? Yeah. Uh, okay. Assuming at this point I haven't seen three, four, or five, mm-hmm. or potentially six and seven. You've just seen one. Just seen one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit. It, 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 the, the tone is different. Uh, McLean's in the same kind of situation. Fine. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't seem right. How so? I, I, I wish I had words <laughs> to describe it. In, in 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 the first one, it was kind of the it was it was a heist movie, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like culminating eventually to the to the end. We're like, all right, now it's a showdown. This one, they're trying to do they're trying to be clever. I think they're trying to do a Shyamalani type of thing here, where it's like, here's where you think the movie's going. Oh oh wait, no, that's not what you thought. And now there's more layers, and uh, McLean is still kicking ass though. So McLean was himself. I'll I'll, I'll say that much. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he he was true to the character. The storyline was not true to the storyline that is Die Hard, which we get in one. Uh, in the future, we'll get a lot in three, and then we lose it in four and five a little bit. <laughs> so as long, as long as there's a heist, it's a true Die Hard movie. Is that what you're saying? Because there's no uh, heist in this. It's just... No, for, for it to be a Die Hard movie, it has to be a a proper criminal being foiled by an average person. Okay. This was not a proper criminal. I, I don't think. How? It, it, it was It was very... It, I will say it was planned out, I think, better than I think maybe Hans did. <laughs> but it was, it was also kind of dependent on too many external factors. Yes. So one, one big thing is... So in the movie, John Amos... Who's yep. Mr. McDowell from um, Coming uh, to America? I love that guy. Yeah, he does a heel turn in the movie where you find out he's actually a bad guy working with uh, William Sadler. He's also Will Smith's father in uh, Freshman's Bel Air. 
No, he wasn't his father. No? He was his oh, girlfriend's, yeah, the girlfriend's father. father. The girlfriend's father. That's yeah. right. Lisa's father. Oh, yeah. Father. His father's a fucking douchebag truck driver. <laughs> yeah. That's a very emotional episode. It is. Goddamn. But did you see that one thing where the they showed on the YouTube, or they didn't show on YouTube, but they explained in a little bit of facts about that, that it was so emotional that uh, the character that played um, Mr. Phil... Yeah, Cole? yeah. He couldn't help himself but to hold Will because it was so like meaningful. Oh, at I that believe point. it. I was like, oh, 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 heartstrings, heartstrings everywhere. That was that was a crazy emotional scene, and mm-hmm. it showed the range of Will Smith and the the powerful powerfulness. By the way, he's gonna be the fucking genie in Aladdin. In yeah. Aladdin, what Aladdin? Will Smith is gonna be the genie in Aladdin. I don't. I, I don't know. What, I, I have a lot of mixed, a lot of mixed things. He's gonna have to do a lot of pumping up, man. Oh, I'm sure it's animated. No, it can't be. He'll, to, he'll be a CGI. Oh, it'll be a CGI the version genie, of himself? The genie will be, as well as Iago yeah. and Abu <laughs> and Raja. And the carpet. <laughs> and the carpet, yes. I mean, I don't know what these characters' names are. <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> funny. It, it didn't, it, this, oh, die Hard so, it didn't fit. So, so you're talking about the plot. So the first Die Hard, the plot, outside of the, you asked for a miracle, I give you the FBI, outside of that, it's pretty flawless. This one it hinges on the fact there's two there's two things it really hinges on yep. one that it's John Amos's unit that gets called in right they could have called any other unit in the Washington D.C. area yeah they happen to call John Amos's unit so if he's in on the heist which we find out later when he does his heel turn he's the one who's like oh they're at the church let's go so I didn't like that scene so, so is the plan to then fake a shootout. So, so that means McLean had to have found the church. Yes. So that way they can trick everyone. Oh, look at the guns. They're blanks. Yes. That's very contingent on the general going, oh, we found the church. Let's go. Yeah. It, it's, it's too much of like – this is your complaint with a lot of these heist movies or movie general. Uh-huh. A lot of Everything, things have to happen exactly the right way uh-huh. for this to work. And that's what this movie was. Mm-hmm. It, was it was too much of like – Beat by beat, we have everything covered. Mm-hmm. Nobody's that smart, dude. Nobody's nope. that smart. So why are the why are the uh, so William Sadler and his like crew? Why are they even in the airport if they're just going to hang out at the church setting up their their thing? Why are they physically in the airport where John McClane runs with like, hey, you look familiar? Why is he like physically at the airport? There's no reason for it. There's no reason. Just go to the church and hack the thing. Yeah, but that was they're just hacking the power line though. Is that right? Yeah, which is on the grid. No, they're cutting the power line. They're cutting the power no, line. But they're hacking into the, the, uh, the, the network. network. Yeah. Yeah. So they need to be, at that point, by the church. Mm-hmm. In the airport, who cares? Well, yeah. wait, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Why are they in the airport at all? <laughs> Why are they in the luggage thing? <laughs> oh, because the, the black guy has to bug something in there. But then what's the point of the church? <laughs> if the church is a hard wire in where they got everything in, then what? We need... What do you need on the inside? Uh-huh. I think that was the whole point of the fucking church. Uh-huh. And and when the when the general the 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 he's not from Colombia, he's from whatever country he's from, that's yeah, yeah. that's a made up country. It's the country okay. from Commando. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's the Schwarzenegger movie. It's, okay. it's that country. So he's, he's like he's like a Castro kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. He kills the, the, the pilot and the co pilot and he flies the plane. So he pulls out a radio to tell William Sadler, hey, I'm losing pressure. I need help. I need help. Give me the landing lights, right? Yeah. So <laughs> they have enough sense to put the radio on the 
underneath the the dashboard of the plane. Yeah. Why don't they just get two pilots that are that they can just buy? If he's that if powerful, you're going that far, if you're going that far to stick a radio on this military plane, just right. get two. If you can buy guys. an American in, uh, Marine Seal Force Delta whatever mercenary squad team mm-hmm. that is on the government payroll, you can't buy fucking pilots. <laughs> In that country? That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that yeah. part. That is a very good point. Uh huh. Yeah, what the, this whole movie's this whole movie is, is nothing. I know. What? Okay. Which it should have been. Okay, okay. Let's just say if you took out the idea that it's completely impossible that it would actually happen the way it did <laughs> and just run with it, like just say, Okay, let's just say that it just happened that way. Would you in, actually enjoy the movie? No, because I'd have to think I'm gonna let that one slide. <laughs> well, yeah, let that let that one slide. I can't. Why not? Because I can't. Why not? There's too many other things that are relying on this. So you're telling me this is a Bruce Willis movie that you love so much? No, I hate this one. Oh, They're all the diehards. This is my least favorite. Oh my god! Wait, 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 let's say it one more time. More I hate than the Bruce superhero Bruce. ones. I watched four again recently, and I found myself enjoying it more than I <laughs> did the first time. I was like, okay, okay it's kind of fun. I haven't seen five again yet. No, five. Five is still not good. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, just, I, I just one thing that my show and I bond over about five is when when uh, McLean jumps away from the helicopter that's about to crash in, and he's flipping the helicopter off on yeah. his way down. Like, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> McLean does, I guess. Yeah. It was it was it was weird. Like. Come on. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Maestro. Yes. I wanted to ask you this. I wasn't sure if you're going to be here for this recording. I'm always going to when be here when you least expect it. When, we're, when, when William Sadler's first introduced, he's kung fu training in the nude. Yes. <laughs> Do you have an, any logical reason why he would be doing that in the nude? Uh, Is it just to demonstrate, <laughs> oh, this guy's crazy, man? <laughs> well... Some people, well, some people would say that the reason why he's doing that is because, like, he's like stripping himself of everything that he's mm-hmm. um, been a, a set with. Like, I knew, I knew he was going to go that way. Why? Was that? He's unencumbered by anything. Yeah, he's uncomfortable by anything. He's ready to do, ready to basically do anything for what he wants. It's a character development scene. Or he's preparing to be an Opus Day executive. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't agree with that. Which part? I, Which I, part? I knew, I knew that was going to say that. He's Which un- part? Unencumbered by things. Uh, to me, it's just a gratuitous nudity for no reason. Well, <laughs> at least, well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if you look at the guy, I mean, like, the way he's doing that, he's just staring off into, like, like just at himself, right? As he's doing the weird, weird he's stuff. He's watching the news. Yeah. It's like, he's just, like, he's, like, literally just focusing in on what he has to do, and he's not being part of anything else but that at that moment. And he has the quick draw remote. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. William Sadler, great character actor. He was in Shawshank Redemption. Yep. He's in a lot of things. I didn't realize the T-1000s in the movie. I, w- I wanted to bring this up. Okay, go ahead. We, we, uh, I feel like we, we always have this kind of uh, little rivalry between our boys. Uh-huh. Has your boy ever killed a T-1000? <laughs> I just feel like... Okay, so Arnold ha- has. Arnold has. Arnold has. Has your boy. Your boy has. My boy has. He has? Willis has. When? He killed the T-1000 in this movie. Oh. Russell, uh, I don't think he ever killed the T-1000. It's, no, kind, of, it's kind of impressive. Oh, I wish I knew the <laughs> movies he were in so I could explain that. Granted, uh. my boy was never Santa Claus. <laughs> so you have that going for you. But the thing about it is the T-1000 has been killed by many people, though. Mm. Even in Stargate Atlantis, he dies. <laughs> is that right? Oh, yes. 
I don't I don't consider that a, That's not a valid. <laughs> We're not movies here. <laughs> well, Stargate had a bunch of movies. Right. Those aren't real movies. Which which, which had your boy, right? <laughs> was he he was you? in the first movie. Okay, he was in Stargate. But Robert Patrick wasn't in there. Okay, okay. What was um his name's Robert Patrick? Robert Patrick. Okay, Team one thousand. Yeah. He was uh most recently I think in Scorpion, I think that was his latest credit. I'm gonna look at all the movies he's been in and I'll tell you which one he's actually been killed at, which is actually invalidation, okay? okay? Right. Um, John Leguizamo's in this for like two scenes. He, a very what? young John Leguizamo. Yeah, I miss He like that. radios in like, all right, General, the line's clear or something. He's part of the bad guy crew. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. He was killed the faculty. Right? By Bruce Willis or Kurt Russell? <laughs> oh, you're looking okay, for that. Okay. Right. That's what you're looking for? Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Adam, you said this is your least favorite Die Hard movie. Yeah. Let me ask you something. He's not superhero McLean in this. No. Yet. No, he's not. Okay. He's still very human. So he still gets very fucked up. How would how would superhero McLean have stopped the bad guys on the plane? So in this movie, the 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 news helicopter he jumps off and he lands on the wing of the plane and he stuffs his coat into the whatever the thing has to bend. Okay. And he's and it's yeah, I got and you. he's still human McLean because he's like John, what the fuck are you doing on the wing of this plane? Yes. And then he has to he has to he pushes John Amos into the 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 engine the the, yeah, the, the suction part of the propeller, engine I guess. the propeller <laughs> suction the part jet of the engine. engine. I don't know. And then he fights William Sadler in kung fu fighting. Yep. He actually loses the fight because he gets kicked off the plane. Yeah. But then John McLean blows up the plane, which I'm sure you have a problem with. So, yes. how would superhero John McClane in four and five have defeated the bad guys in this one? All right, superhero McClane in in this movie uh-huh. would would have it would have been a a mesh, uh, actually from Die Hard three. Uh-huh. There, there's a scene where he's trying to repair the bridge in the aqueduct with it with a with a pipe. Yeah, and he's kind of just pulling up like Hah! he would be doing that to the part of the engine oh, okay. where he stuffed the jacket in, uh-huh. and he would have ripped that off with his hands. Uh-huh. So like now you can't take off. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been superhero McLean move. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about what happens right after. Okay, William Sadler kicks him off the plane, but as he's dangling on the side, he opens the fuel the fuel line. Yep. So it's leaking fuel. Yes. And then uh, the plane takes off. So he lights a cigarette or something. Here, no, he lights a lighter or a match or something. He's, and he's got a Zippo lighter. So he throws it on the snow. Epicaye. Motherfucker. So it lights up, and as the plane takes off into the air, the stream is still dripping, yep. and the fire f- carries up into the air, into the plane, and everybody dies. Yes. I don't know if Myth... I, again, I don't watch Mythbusters. Is this possible? This... Was this covered in Mythbusters? Kind of. Okay. The, the myth they were busting on Mythbusters was the fact that there, there was a, a guy who was drunk... And he was peeing on a subway tr- uh, station uh, track, mm-hmm. the, the track. And the third, he was peeing on a third rail, mm-hmm. and the electricity went from his it stream shot up and got him. Okay, uh, disproven. Okay, the stream from uh, from a male peeing is not steady enough. It's not. It's not a perfect stream. Oh. In fact, they showed it in slow motion, and this is fucking weird. In Mythbusters, they, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't show a guy actually peeing. Yeah. So they, they put a tube, and they and it had a tube spraying water. Mm-hmm. But they had to censor the tip of the tube still. <laughs> okay. Because of goddamn network stupid FCC bullshit. Uh-huh. It, was not a, it was not a guy peeing. It was a tube spraying water. But yeah. they still censored it. Mm-hmm. Yay. But, but even in that case, as it was coming out of the hose, it was broken up. It was not one continuous stream. It looks like it to your eye. 
but it's it's a bunch of disconnected like dots of water. Mm-hmm. So this couldn't have happened in Die Hard. The, but, because what, the stream is not a perfect stream. But what was more upsetting to me was the fact that when he lights it, it is a perfect line. <laughs> if it's pouring out the way that it showed it's being poured spring. out, it's 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 not it's not a single line. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's there's spray damage. Uh-huh. As a male that goes to the bathroom, there is spray yes. damage. It's not <laughs> it's not it's not where you want it to go all the time. Okay. There's other things you have to clean eventually over time. I'm getting uh this is TMI. But 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 when he lights it, it is a perfect line that then follows <laughs> all Another the way perfect through. Perfect line in the air. Uh, yes. That's fun. Can't. Has to it has to be completely it. Yeah, it has to be completely connected to the liquid, yeah. To be fair, gasoline is combustible, so it could explode from one drop to the next drop and mm-hmm. continue in that line to get to the plane. Mm-hmm. But it would not be a straight line on the ground. The, the 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 whole line all the way down that makes the perfect runway for everyone else to land mm-hmm. that wouldn't be it. It it would it'd be thicker and more spread out and more like disconjointed. It would not be a perfect line that it was. That was upsetting. Okay. So here's something interesting. Yeah, I actually found a web page that tells me <laughs> all the deaths that Robert Patrick was in in every movie. Okay. Oh, Stallone killed. Yes, he did. Robert Patrick mm-hmm. in Copland. So the three big action stars all killed the T-1000, except mine. <laughs> except yours. Because Stallone, Schwarzenegger, yeah. Bruce Willis. Okay. He was also hacked to death by one of Walken's henchmen. Walken? Yeah. Christopher? Christopher Walken's henchmen. From what movie is that? Balls of Fury. Oh, my God. Yeah, buddy. That's not an action movie. All right. So you saw Die Hard 4 recently. I did. Which was a good day to Die Hard, from what I remember. Yes, okay. good day to Die Hard. Yes, and five is live free or die hard. Yeah. So, and a good day to die hard. I haven't seen it in a while. He's still a New York City cop, right? He's uh, or what, what's 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 his deal? When when it opens, what's he, his deal? I'm trying to. He may or not be retired at this point already. I don't know. I'm trying to veer this conversation to okay. this point. Okay, so yeah, he, he's basically he's in New York. He's divorced. Uh, Holly Gennaro is no longer a thing. <laughs> uh, this is now his daughter. Yes, his strange daughter uh-huh. who does refuses to call him dad, calls him John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got the hacker fire sale with uh, with the Mac guy, Justin Long. Yeah, man. Okay, so he's more he's more or less has been a New York like detective. Cop. Yeah. Here's where I'm going with the conversation. Okay. So in part two, uh, Dennis Franz, who's like the chief of the airport police. Oh, yeah. He's like, I know all about you, McLean, in L.A. with that Nakatomi yeah. thing, but that don't mean shit here in New York, right? Or in Washington, right? Yeah. Okay, so John McLean is a hero because he saved the people in the Nakatomi building. Yeah, he's so, all over the press. So he's all over the press. Yes. So he should be a very well-known person. Yes. He should be considered a hero. Yes. Part two, he saves hundreds of people's lives by creating an airstrip light. Yes. Stopping terrorists from getting a disposed general out of our jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He should be another hero. Yes. He should be a hero twice. He yes. should be have the key to the city here, right? Yeah. Die Hard. The key th- to America. Die Hard. Here's where I'm going. Okay. Die Hard 3 opens. Yeah. And he's like a drunk. He's Remember, he has a hangover. Yep. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Like that kind of attitude. Yeah, he's right? on suspension. He's suspended. He's on suspension. Yeah. So superhero <laughs> who say so, – not a superhero, but he's like, he's like a hero. Supercar. He's a hero, super cop, who yeah. saved hostages in the Nakatomi building. He saves people 
In L.A. and D.C. In L.A. and D.C. In this one, he stops the world's gold supply from being <laughs> taken. Yeah. So he allowed all the Western countries to keep their gold. Okay, I see where you're going. So at the end of this one, he should be like real super cop, right? Real yeah. hero to the world. And in the fourth Die Hard, he's just, oh, I'm just a retired guy. Uh, yeah. I'm just a New York cop. Shouldn't he be, yeah. oh, John McClane. He saved the world economy. Hey, here's a beer on yeah, me. Yeah, he drinks for free why everywhere he goes. He, why isn't he praised as a great hero in these movies? He did it three fucking times going into four. Yeah. That is. Where's the love for John McClane? So we got the Sully movie, right? Yeah. He landed an airplane in the water. That's great. Fine. In this world, is there a John McClane movie? And if so, who's playing John McClane? He got more recognized in this movie than he did in the third movie. <laughs> In this movie, hey, you, even the fucking terrorist guy was like, oh, McLean, oh, I heard John about McClane. you from the Nakatomi people. All right. <laughs> and then the general comes in like, hey, John, John, oh, McClane? John McClane. Yeah. John McClane? Yeah. Like, man, yeah. He's got the accolades that he deserves in yes. this movie. So what my question is. That's a, that's a great question. Would man. Hollywood have made the John McClane story and who would have played John McClane in this world? So you can't have Bruce Willis playing him. Oh. Who's worthy enough? To play John McClane in in this world, to to be the like, I did all these things. I'm not appreciated. It, it'd be Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay, it's like what? you fucking people. Ah. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> he, he's he's very he's very honorary and just like mm-hmm. what the what do I, what is it? What so else he, I got to do for ooh, you guys? He saved people in a building. Yeah, he stopped the general from escaping extradition, and he saved hundreds of people, and then he saved the world economy. Yeah. From collapsing. Yeah. And he's not praised as like a hero from here to the other side of the world. That is... Did you ever think of that? I have never thought about that. Watching this movie, that whole, oh, I know about you, McLean, and that Nakatomi thing. All that, I was like, wait a minute. Why isn't this guy praised as like a hero everywhere he goes? Like, why aren't they putting rose petals as he walks? Yeah. One guy did all this. (laughs) To be fair, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. The only defense that I have for this. Yeah. In the... uh, in the current day news cycle that we live in, uh-huh. this story is, is gone in like a month or two. That's true. It's like, yeah, he saved the world. Fantastic. Thanks. Great. Woo! On to something else. Moving on. <laughs> Obama killed Osama. Uh-huh. It's not talked about anymore. No. Moving on. What's the next story? What's- uh, excuse me. Do not threaten me in this White House. <laughs> Uh, Pelosi, uh, what's the other guy? Oh, Schumer? <laughs> Schumer, uh, can you guys both sit down, please? I got, I got, give me the wall or is, is the government shut down. That, 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 and then two weeks later, yeah. what else you got? Yeah. Every time. Next story is, uh, some, some comic makes, a, makes another comic. A comic makes comments about that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, oh, it turns out he, he molested people. All right. So White House Down was supposed to be a diehard movie. So, I believe it. So if John McClane saved the president, would he then get the recognition if he saved the president? No. <laughs> no still no. No, that's fine. Uh, we'd like president? to accept you to Secret Service, but... Which, uh, which president? You're just a little... You're a little this is Jamie Foxx. It would have been Obama. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been Obama that John McClane saved. Or Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because Jamie Foxx is the president. Yeah. It gets confused with these White House down and... Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. Well, Two Face was the president, and Olympus has fallen. Right. Which Two Face? The from the Dark Knight. Ah, gotcha. Yes, there's many the, Two Faces. The only, the only, the only real live action Two Face that there is. 
Oh, oh, oh. Big fan of the fugitive. Mm-hmm. But he's not two faced. No. Since this is your boy, let me ask you, what do you think of his... He was very uh, chatty in this movie. Yes. Bruce Willis, he was very, very chatty in the sense of, like, uh, his one-liners, like the, hey, what sets off the metal detector? The lead in, the lead in your ass or the, the shit in your brains? Like, <laughs> like, he's very chatty in, like, his come, his witty comebacks. That's, he it, wasn't that chatty in the it, Die it's, Hard. It's, I feel like he's true to character, though. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is his personality to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are parts where it's okay. The, the one thing that I remember, like that, shouldn't be happening. Once the Marines take over, or the whoever these people are, the Mercs, the Mercs, they take <laughs> over. Uh, and John McClane's like, "Hey, can you get a status report?" And the guy's like, "I've been trying to reach him all day. I can't. I can't get everything. Why? Why are you answering to McClane? Yeah, <laughs> a civilian. The civilian, a cop who's out of his jurisdiction. Yeah, he walks in, asks questions. Oh, here's all the information I have." What? Now, granted, he deserves that respect because he's mm-hmm. McLean. Uh, it, just, it was a weird thing where, like, get off this case. All right, uh, hold on. We need your help on this case. Get out of here. We don't need your help. All right, but what do you have for this this next part? Please, you're in the way. Can somebody escort McLean out of here? I really love Dennis Franz in this movie, <laughs> dude. As, as the chief of the, the airport police, yeah. he's so great. <laughs> Yeah, man. But it was, it was comic booky though. It was comic yeah, booky. Just he's like the stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Please, God come again. McLean, you blow up half the city. Yeah. Like he's that typical cop. Yeah, I hate you for no good reason. <laughs> You're a hero, but fuck you. Yeah, is basically his attitude. I love the the blanks. That was a, that was a great when thing. he shoots him with the blanks. One thing I was thinking, like. If he actually opened fire on the chief of the transit police, dead. he would have been dead, right? Yeah. The cops are holding... They're, yeah. They're standing there like, <laughs> wait, we're going to wait for him to make a real move. <laughs> oh, he just fired a bunch of shots? Wait, let's let's, let's find out yeah. what, what the facts are uh-huh. before we start firing. No, he, he should have been dead. Yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of nice. Uh, I watched this also with Annie. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing her reaction to the whole thing. Uh, once they got to the church, and she was like, "How do they escape? They had to be surrounded. Wait, so they had to be surrounded on three sides, and not the back side <laughs> where the snowmobiles went off into the thing. And then once it came revealed, like that's why they only had three sides. They were all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that also explains the tape on the machine guns. Yeah, the red, the blue, yeah, tape, the blue tape. Blue tape was uh, the blanks. Red tape was live ammo. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was funny." You okay, think? there's another thing that I, I, I hated about this movie. <laughs> oh, no. Another thing or one more thing or the last thing? Or? I'm trying to find this guy's name. Oh. The guy that was in... The news reporter? No, she 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 was fine. No, the, uh, I meant the... the oh, yeah. He, uh, the, the guy news reporter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This, okay. Turns out there's a lot of things I don't like about this movie. All right. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Was it... Uh, what's his name? Uh, William uh, Atherton uh, Thornburg Thornburg Oh Thornburg yeah Dick yeah. Thornburg Thornburg is on the plane uh, restraining order against Shirley MacLaine uh, because Holly Gennaro Holly Gennaro yeah oh wait yeah Holly Gennaro what is that what? Shirley where her name it? is Bonnie Bedelia Where's the Shirley actress come from? I guess it's that her name I don't know eh doesn't matter the the point is uh, <laughs> you may refer to her as Holly Gennaro Thornburg has a restraining order against Holly Gennaro because she punched them out at the end of Die Hard One yes. And embarrassed him in live TV. Yes. That's another thing he said. Right. Beautiful. So he's on the plane being a dick the entire time. 
And then once planes start coming over, he goes over to her seat and is peering out her window. So there's there's a lot of other windows on a plane. Yes. He keeps going to hers like, uh, can you get out of here? You don't want to. It's just it was weird. It was a weird thing. Here's another thing. Yeah. They're they're both in first class, right? Yeah. There's, yes. That means they all boarded at the same time because they're first class. There's no fucking way he didn't see Holly Gennaro. Unless, of course, in the boarding area. That's a, that may be the case. Unless and they're in the same row. Yes. Well, she does have big hair. Also, <laughs> God damn it! So many things. So many things. Well, on the plane, uh-huh. uh He asks, his, "Like, is is uh, is his PA whatever? Hey, do you have a a dad recorder? A dad rec- <laughs> recorder? Some sort of transmission thing?" Yeah. Like, yeah, I have it in my bag. I won't stole it in uh in check in. Are you crazy? Yeah. They're gonna fuck it up. All right, can I have it? Here it is. <laughs> it was like it was like in it was like in his lap the entire time. Yes, all corded up and ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just here, just plug this in real quick. Fanny packs were big back then, right? It, yeah. it, it was a weird. It was a weird. It's a weird thing to nitpick on. Mm-hmm. But the fact, that, like, hey, can you receive transmission from the cockpit? Oh yeah, here, right here. <laughs> I have it ready for you, ready to go. Here's uh-huh. your piece. Like so, that was plugged in, transmitting the entire time. Here you go, ready to uh-huh. go. Fine. All right. Then he goes to the bathroom, makes a cell phone call. Transmissions are down from the ground. <laughs> the ground cannot communicate with the planes. Uh huh. We got nothing. We got nothing. Has anybody tried one of the phones we have on the thing? <laughs> no. So the phones work. The radio does not. <laughs> Why not use the phones? That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, isn't that true? That the it phone- communicates. He's calling the fucking news desk to leak a story. Uh-huh. He's the first person that thought about it. This Thornburg <laughs> asshole is the first guy that thought about, hey, I got to communicate with the ground. How about the phones? <laughs> what we've been using to communicate for our entire lives versus uh-huh. the radio. Uh-huh. Okay. What year was this made? 1990. We're, okay. I think I had a phone in 90. No, sure. I no, I didn't. I had a pager. Yeah. I had a pager 90. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were six. You had a pager at six? 90? Oh, shit. You're right. 99, I had a pager. Oh, my God. No. But there were still cell phones, basically, on a plane. Yeah. They could have communicated with the ground. So what's the deal with the... the, 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 the so remember the, the black guy who works in Air Tower? That's what I was going to start with in my complaint. I hate that guy. Oh, yeah. He, he's not a good actor. I feel like everything he said was dumb. can figure out how to get to bed. Every line he said was yes. was, was was dubbed. It was uh-huh. it was it was ADR. It was he he can't he's he sucks. Mm-hmm. So so he said so all the pilots can hear is a beeping right like beep 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 yeah, beep, beep beep. So what was he saying? Oh, the terrorists can't hear the beep, or they're not looking for something on that channel, right? Right. So that's so they can then send a hidden message. Is yeah. that is that what the deal was with that? Basically, okay. This one signal is transmitting a beep. Uh huh. If we can. Reprogram it to not send a beep and send audio. The terrorists won't know about it mm-hmm. because we know what the terrorists can hear and what they can't hear. Somehow, go on. So we're going to trick them this way. Wait a minute! I just thought of something else where the airline fucked up or the 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 tower. Do you remember the scene where they're talking about? Oh, we can try to communicate with them by the special phone that's in the the. Oh, only five planes have it. Okay, so those five planes. The planes can talk to each other because remember the, the yeah. Holly Gennaro's oh, pilot. Yes, he says to all people in the dullest airspace, "I am attempting to land." 
So that means he can talk to the other guys. So the people who have the five phones. So the whole thing could be avoided. Yeah, why don't they tell everyone else, hey. So one of the five planes, tell them and have that plane tell the rest of the planes. Yeah. I just thought of that right now as you were going on your rent. <laughs> when was the first time you watched this movie, Hollywood? When I was six or seven. You Jesus. Think, yeah, so it might have taken a while for them to figure that out. Oh. All right. Uh, shit, there's more things. God damn it. <laughs> um, I never expected him to hate it this much. I really, really hate this movie. There's one line he says where I'm like, wait a minute. It's the, it's the how could the same shit happen to the same guy twice? He yeah. says... More more basements, more elevator shafts. How could the same thing happen to the same guy twice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were never in the basement of Nakatomi. Well, what are you what are you talking about, John McClane? The, the line is more elevator shafts, more basements. Well, how could the same shit happen to the same guy oh. twice? He was never in the basement. Unless, in of course, the basement is where he parked his car and came up at the beginning. No, because Argyle dropped him off in it's the parking out. garage, nope. which was just one level. Argyle dropped him off on the level on the on the mezzanine level. Oh yeah, that's right. And then Argyle went in. So, yeah. when he, but also, where did he pick up all this the wrapping stuff for his gun and the flash final shot in the first movie? Where was that? Was that the basement level or no? Oh, that was way up. That was way up. Way yeah, because the vault is up. That there. was like basically on the way to Hans. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's some duct tape mm. or whatever for my gun. <laughs> <laughs> what was wow. that, motherfucker? Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I guarantee. I, I still to this day. He does not say motherfucker. He said, Han says motherfucker. <laughs> he doesn't have the er on there. It's, it's still all right. Is it irk you? It, it irks me. I know this is a different movie, at it, but do, the, <laughs> do my do do that line one more time. The Ellis about the it's radio. Do, yeah. do that. I got to hear it one more yeah. time. <laughs> it's a Hans put the gun away. <laughs> what a, damn it. Was uh, was stay Jack? This is radio. I can't see you. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah, something like that. What am I? Method acting? That's what he says. What am I? Method acting? <laughs> yeah. Put the gun away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ellis, fucking guy. All right. So okay. So so the the tower. This, this black guy uh, mm-hmm. in the tower. I I, I hate him. Mm-hmm. I hate him so much. Because he, first of all, I feel like he can't act because everything <laughs> everything he says is I feel like it's it's dubbed, it's it's after the fact talking. It's not the same level, and I'm an audio guy, so it yeah. kind of it trips me out a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> I got I got to gather my thoughts now. So, so many things enter my mind to uh-huh. be upset about. I lost. Do you it. want me to continue? Yeah. Something else. Keep going. I'll, I'll come back to it right now. Okay. So. Uh, in this movie, the, the, so John McClane is just a street cop still. He's not a superhero yet. He's right. just a street cop who's caught in a bad situation. William Sadler is supposed to be like this black ops, badass Kung Fu guy, right? Right. And he held his own with this maestro. If someone who's as trained as William Sadler. Yes. Could just a normal street cop hold his own against someone who has this what appears to be normal fighting ability like that, like that uh, type of skill set? Like, could a normal guy hang? Like, obviously, if I'm like a weekend warrior boxer, yes, and I'm like, oh, I know some moves, I know some ducks and dives, mm-hmm. I can't step foot in the ring with like a Mike professional Tyson? boxer. I get Two my or, or do you get what I'm yeah, yeah, going yeah. at here? Like, yes, 
Could one John McClane guy's ass kicked like way faster? This this guy is meditating nude in a hotel room because he's that badass of a fighter. Uh-huh. McClane is a beat cop. Yeah, wrong place, wrong, wrong time. time. Okay, there's this. He can't fight him. See, there's this thing about it. Okay, um, you remember how when uh, back in the day when the people would send people out to war after like three weeks of boot camp mm-hmm. and expect them to just like gather experience and figure it out. Gather and, experience, like yeah. um, XP. Sure, why not? Okay. Could be fun. Sure. Uh, now it's a lot more like detail oriented, where they have to do a lot more hard work in order to become what they say they are, and all that all that training. Okay. I'm just saying is, um, he's a special forces, right? Yes. He's gone through more than just the boot camp. Yes. He's done a lot more stuff to make him a lot more everything. Yeah, he, he's a special trained. He, he's, he's basically he's a man in the black hat from The Rock. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But Ed he Harris. also Ed Harris from the Rock. He's like he's a trained military guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a he's a, he's a merc, right? He's a merc now. Yeah. He's a merc now. Yeah, but he uh, was a he was fired. Yeah, because he was dealing with the general. Yeah, he's, I did have a question though, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, did they say what kind of uh, tr- stuff he did in the past? Because I know they did like a rundown of the people that were. were no, you know, they just said he was a colonel who had dealings with the the general from. Valverde. That's where the country's from. Okay. Valverde. Okay. My guess. Let's also think, a nudist. No. Okay. <laughs> so this is my theory. Okay. The only reason why this actually worked. Because you know how at some point you become an officer, you don't go out in the field anymore. Mm-hmm. You stay back. My my theory is this. He got promoted to an officer position way before any like extreme experiences happened during certain wars. So he didn't experience as much as a, more, a normal field field operative would have and all he's doing is just basic covert op stuff only which means there's not a poss- there's a possibility that like an extended a rumble may not be in his wheelhouse or at least might be rusty on his standpoint he does tai chi now based on what well, the impression we're given of this guy he is a badass yeah he's doing tai chi well, I mean, sometimes Tai Chi has magical powers. <laughs> not the Tai Chi he's doing. Not, so he's not doing the Keanu Reeves Tai Chi? No. He's, no Keanu, Reeves, Keanu Reeves is doing Kung Fu. No, the man, was it Man of Tai Chi? Yeah. Yeah. With Keanu Reeves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's. Where he was like a, he gave like a sonic boom almost. <laughs> yeah, that was or, ridiculous. Or, or, yeah. What would it be? Hairukin? Hairukin. 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 Well, I'm just saying is like, <laughs> Back then, I'm doubtful that he knew the martial arts that what was required. I think he was using Tai Chi just to focus, because at that time, that's all that I think the society knew what it was, anyways. Okay. Honestly, I just think that that's the only theory that probably could work. That he's just rusty. Sweetheart. Oh, 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 oh say it one more time. One more time. One more time. <laughs> Stop trying to explain the movie. I'm not trying to explain okay. the movie. No, I, I, I appreciate your attempt at bringing logic into this, but this movie is not good. No, I know. Uh, I remember the other thing I was complaining about. By the oh, way, okay. yes. uh, th- there was there was a scene again. John McClane, regular guy. Uh, hey, I gotta get him to see that corpse real quick. Get a fingerprint sample. <laughs> Goes in, fingerprints it, and faxes it <laughs> to Carl Winslow. To Carl Winslow. <laughs> In L.A. Faxes are <laughs> shitty. They have no quality. This Especially is not, in 1990. Yes. This is not a 1080p fax 
like, hey, here's a fingerprint. Here's a PDF. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, it. exactly. Mm-hmm. This is an exact replica of the fingerprint. No, no. This is a fax version <laughs> of a fingerprint. That means the image was broken up. It's lines. It, it is lines. <laughs> You're not going to get the detail out of fucking lines on a fax uh-huh. to do a positive fingerprint match. Especially in the time where it's like, oh, hold on. It's coming through right now. Here's, here's, here's another fax back to you about who this guy is. Turns out he's dead. Oh, weird. Okay. So this guy dead twice. <laughs> you cannot fax a fingerprint. That, that was, that, I think, uh, so many things were upsetting. I think that was the most upsetting thing to me in the entire, in the entire movie. Really? Faxing a fingerprint. So I've gotten faxes, I've sent faxes, and they come in shitty. Real shitty. Mm-hmm. You cannot get a fingerprint and that's, and that's off a, a fax. Tw- and that's a 2018 fax. I know! What's this? What's this? Uh, 99? 1990. 90? Yeah, 1990. Oh, my God. There's no way. Adam, um, that scene... I enjoyed Carl Winslow being in it. I Yeah. Okay. I do enjoy that scene because, goddamn, John McClane's fucking smooth. When when Carl Winslow tells him, are you, John, are you are you pissing at someone else's pool? He goes, Yeah, I'm all out of chlorine. And as he hangs up, he mouths to the to the lady, Thank you. Yes, like in such a great way. And she's like, Well, I'm off of my shift in an hour. Would you want to go get a drink? And he shows his ring finger, like, Sorry, sweetie, just the facts, man. Just the facts. I'm like, God a- damn, this guy's fucking smooth. And that was a good pun, yeah, as well. I just want the facts. Also, just the facts. Mm-hmm. God damn it. So that's what you liked about it. No. McLean, uh, McLean was McLean in this movie. <laughs> McLean was McLeany. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was very McLeany. The script, the story, everything sucked except the fact that McLean was McLean. Isn't that the best part of the movie, though? It's not enough. Oh, it's not enough. Yeah, watching this, especially because I saw it during a Die Hard marathon on 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 TV. It really isn't like. One or three. And obviously four and five is superhero McLean. Yeah. But it's so like the vibe and the look of it, it's just different than one and three. It just, here's the problem. You know, you knew, well, we, we were small back then, but you knew people knew back then, oh, sequel, this has to be a sequel. How can we figure out how to get John McLean in another terrorist situation? Yeah. And it just, it, it just, it didn't work. People were like, how are you going to, why are you making a sequel? I don't know. It just doesn't have the same vibe or feel of the of the first one. It's a weird thing because even even as as a as a kid watching these movies, I knew too something was fishy there. Yeah. Later in life, I realized oh, different director. There's a different guy that made the movie. Well, the same guy who did one did three. John McTiernan. I know. Yeah, one yeah. and three uh-huh. were closely related. Yes. The, those were diehard movies. Mm-hmm. Two different guy. You can't bring in a pinch hitter. <laughs> to make a movie out of a trilogy, uh-huh. you, you can't. You can't do what is it? Fellowship of the Rings, and then uh, Two Towers is someone else. Yeah, and then Return of the King. If Two Towers was a different director, it'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out, <laughs> never again." I'm not even gonna watch The Hobbit now because of you. It, wow. So basically, you saw uh, you saw Pacific Rim. Yeah. You saw what? It, you saw who directed the first one, right? No. It's Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Did you know who directed the second one? I haven't seen the second one yet. Oh. Oh, no. It, even as a child. 
Yeah, even as a kid, I was like, this movie's not good. It, it, yeah, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I just remember it for the snow. Right. As a kid, like, watching I just knew it like, as it was. It had snow. The only thing that... The only good thing that came out of this movie, the second one, was... Uh, uh, I used to have a PlayStation game, the, mm-hmm. the Die Hard trilogy, uh, where one was Nakatomi Plaza, mm-hmm. where you go floor by floor. It was a third-person shooter kind of thing. The second one was a first-person shooter, kind, kind of like a... Time Crisis games mm-hmm. where you you have to you have to shoot. That was fun. And then three was uh like taxi taxi cab kind of guy. Those are all great. All, every one of them was great. Two was cool because it was a uh, shooting part. Mm-hmm. But it was better than the movie. <laughs> the game was better than the movie because <laughs> it didn't have the story, the bullshit story. Just like hey, shoot these guys. That's it. Okay. Yeah. What? Where? Where did I? Wait a minute. When I saw this, it was for the marathon. Somebody brought up Time Magazine. I think it was the third one. I think Simon Gruber brings up something in Time yes. Magazine. Yes. Oh, he, yeah, the, he, the, the he, terrorist. He read about John McClane in Time Magazine. No, no you read about uh, he wanted to release these prisoners. No, no, no. I read them about them in Time Magazine. Oh, that was the first That's one. That's the first one. That's the first one. And the third one, okay, because okay. I saw this in the marathon, like okay. I said. So in the third one, when those FBI guys are meeting with John McClane and they go, do you recognize this guy? And they show Simon Gruber. And yeah. they go, uh, his his name is so-and-so. It's like, it's his alias. Yeah. He also goes by the name of Simon Gruber. He's Hans Gruber's brother. And they flash back to Hans falling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then. Slow motion after the watch comes off. Uh-huh. So then they get the phone call and he goes, oh, is the FBI still in the van? Who's in the van? Agent Marshall, Agent Smith, all yeah, that stuff, yeah. right? And Agent he, Scully. Agent and still Mulder. chewing on your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be butched by chewing on your glasses. That scene. <laughs> so he mentions, oh, John, I read about your, your I read about you in Time Magazine. Oh. And I'm like, is this a playback to Hans? Yes. I had to have been. Yeah. The, there was one scene in this movie, that, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. It was a throwback. Uh, in the first movie, John McClane's going through the, the air shafts and there's like some porn on the wall. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, he gives her, he like kisses his fingers, like, mm-hmm. uh, good luck, sweetheart. Uh, one of those scenes when he goes into this guy that was like, basically is he the janitor or what, what the hell is he? <laughs> he? He's like a Billy Bob Thornton type of character. This guy, he's like, he, he knows he has a blueprints of all the airport, which I feel like that's a security risk. But he works there, right? Yeah. <laughs> But he's like he's like in the basements. Yeah. Okay. There's what this, is his job exactly, and why know. does he have this hideaway? Okay. There's this thing I heard about. Okay. Um. You know how like everyone talks about lost luggage. Yeah. Supposedly that stuff never gets found. Well, this is how John McClane finds the walkie-talkie mm-hmm. to talk to the terrorists because the terrorists that he killed in the luggage area, which was not covered at all by the. The airport security is like, ah, it's just a random shooting. No problem. Move along. Move along. Mm-hmm. Next story. Next story. That walkie-talkie that, that this guy finds again solves the entire mystery. Again. just Well, I did say in our third episode, the, the, the in Die Hard 3, there is a lot of like, who the hell do you think you are, lady? Uh, Hillary Clinton? Clinton? That's it. Huh? Yeah, or the or the kid. Uh, look around; you can steal city hall, and that's when he's like, "Wait a minute!" So it seems like John McClane needs that "wait a minute" moment. Yeah, to, I know. I have one more thing. You have a great please. 
So Richard Thornburg is broadcast. So the news doesn't oh, know. Yeah, so the Thornburg. news doesn't know that what's happening. Yep. So he's playing to the news desk. Oh, by the way, when when How that guy when that guy jumps in and he goes, uh, which is in uh, Panama, by the way. No, it's in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that part? Yeah, you got it wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh, which is in Sweden, by the way. Oh no, it's Finland. And he's just like, oh, mm. okay, better keep smiling. Yeah. So <laughs> when Richard Thornburg's calling, he's letting the world know, hey, there's some shit going down in Washington. And then Holly opens the door and tases him. Yes. That's so great. Um, is it that bad that he's letting people know, like, what's, shouldn't people know what's happening? I don't know. Is it just because that guy's a dick? <laughs> he's a dick, for sure. But, but this is kind of a thing that, at, at the moment in time where this is happening, this is not meant for the public yet. Mm. Because you, you see, as soon as it comes out, everybody that's in the Dulles airport freaks the fuck out and goes crazy. That could cause a panic for the terrorists. So yeah. they might trigger things earlier. So he, he's, he's 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 being a dick. There there is certain information the public should know. Yeah, but there's a time in which they should know them. Oh, if somebody if somebody got wind of like, uh, hey, uh, breaking news: Obama is sending SEAL Team Six over to Afghanistan right now to assassinate Osama mm-hmm. bin Laden. Oh, Osama's gone. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's gone now. There's certain things that we should know. And we, I think there's more things that we should know that we that we don't know, but there is a time in which we should know them. So you should know what you don't know, but you don't know what you should know unless you should know what you don't know at the time in the right time. That is exactly what I was trying to say. So there's okay. one more thing I have a question about. <laughs> now I'm not a pilot. Okay. I don't know how planes function on the inside from right. a pilot's point of view. Just like a botanist knows. When right. the botanist knows. When William Sadler says, "Okay, now I'm going to show you that I'm not messing around," and he pretends to be the 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 tower yeah and he causes that british plane to crash yes he says um he says okay lower your your thing to so, he tells the guy lower it to 200 degrees past sea level whatever the thing is right it's it's to cause the plane to miss its landing yes doesn't the plane independently have its own sensor like hey bro you're getting too close I would think so. I would imagine if you designed a plane, it would have something independent of the tower to let you know, hey, something's coming. That's what the instruments are for. Yeah. To tell you where sea level is. So unless he reprogrammed sea level on the plane, on the plane yeah. in which case the pilot would be like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> My instruments just jumped a thousand yeah. feet. That's weird. But nah, I'm sure it's fine. But aren't there stuff on the plane that should be independent of the tower you would for think you, so. the pilot? You would think so. I don't know. Is that just movie magic? Movie? It is. Science? <laughs> because also, in this time, uh-huh. uh, it was 90s, 1990. Uh, the guy is reprogramming the coordinates, and uh-huh. then he, he taps the screen and touches. I don't think they had touch screens it, uh, at that time. Again, well, it's 1990. Nobody really knows what a computer is. <laughs> so you're like, sure. Sure. It's a magic box. Yeah. You can do anything you want with computers. Yeah. Do you think that's the reason why they did all these weird things? Because they didn't know enough electronics and understanding behind yeah, it? Yeah, people didn't know what this stuff was. Do you think that's the reason why they expected to, to uh, do what they did with the mercenaries? Because they didn't know much, much behind it? Because it was pretty much hush-hush, too? It was The mercenaries was, was kind of weird. Uh, they had one guy that was a replacement. They had to kill him real quick. Uh-huh. And he didn't like that. She was very upset by that. Like, oh. Why? Why did they kill that guy? Well, it's the heel turn. That's yeah. when you find out. And then she's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. Is that what the blue tape is for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more thing. 
Yeah. One more thing, Adam. I know we're complaining, but this, <laughs> that's fine. No, this movie's it's real bad. It's not good compared to the other one. It's not. No. It's not a horrible movie. No, you're right. It's just like comparatively compared to the franchise. It's yeah. not good. I I don't know why, but I noticed this, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Let's say uh, William Sadler plan goes off without a hitch. There is no John McClane, and they they pull the whole thing off. Right. There's a scene where all all the guys are in the plane. And there's enough room. There's enough room in the plane for everybody. Like all the seats are full. As remember, there's like a guy smoking a cigar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. All those seats are full, but you lost like ten guys to John McClane. <laughs> Were you not expecting to bring everybody on board? Now I know it's a giant jumbo jet. There's yeah, probably yeah. seats beneath them. It's or just the something I know. Second yeah. level, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I agreed. There was also the the whole thing with. Um, uh, once McLean gets into the plane with with, with the president, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets out unharmed, uh, they start throwing grenades in there. Oh, it takes forever for those grenades to go off. It takes a long time. Uh-huh. But he also escapes. They see the parachute, you lucky motherfucker. And then ambulance. Assume the ambulance, cops, wh- whatever, is coming and diverging on like, there's a crash. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta save this, people. Uh-huh. Oh, there's people leaving the scene. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> yeah. They don't give chase. <laughs> these are these are the terrorists. These are the guys. Uh-huh. We know that the, these are the people that are trying to take the president of this made up country. Oh, he's the general. General, whatever mm-hmm. of a made up country. Ambulance. People are crowding in seconds before they leave, and they just let them leave. Uh-huh. It's like, all right, we get. There's a there's there's an explosion. Let's investigate that first. Who are those people leaving? Eh. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's nothing to do with this. We don't want to question them about what happened here. Let them go. Yeah. A lot of a lot of problems with this one. A lot of problems. <laughs> I enjoy this movie a lot. Of course, because I hate it. That's so closing I... thoughts. So you <laughs> enjoyed it, yeah. Adam. I'll go first. I'll go next because this is your okay. your franchise, your boy. So I'll go next. All right. So this movie is just boring. It is. Compared to one and three, which are really fun. Yes. And four, as dumb as it is, it's really fun. Five is really it is bad. Two, two and five are okay. the worst ones. This one's just not like fun. It's just like it's 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 boring. Like the great thing about one and three is you don't realize it's a heist. Right. Well, you it, it's, it's one one it's a heist, but then three when you're like, oh wait a minute, they're robbing the Federal Reserve. Hold on here, it becomes a heist movie. This one it's so obvious. This general, this general from this country is being extradited. So right off the bat, you're like, okay, so this random news scene is telling me what what the plot's going to be. Like right. there's no excitement. Yeah, uh, it's just a boring movie. It is. It, it is. Because it doesn't. Because I think because he's in a building in the first one, it's more of a confined space, and it kind of plays and, to the idea about people in claustrophobia or something like that. I don't know. It's hard to <laughs> describe. Like I don't know. This movie's not good. I've never liked this movie even as a kid. I was like, this movie's not good compared to the first one. Yeah, Adam, your closing thoughts. Uh, my show. Let's, let's get my shows first. Because all I said he already said. Like, he just said he. I liked just it. I liked it, but I didn't say why. All right, you, all right. You, give me your reasons uh, to hate you some more. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, uh, closing thoughts. Oh come on, you know you love me. <laughs> anyway, the reason why I like this movie, so, not 
as much as the other ones. I have to agree with you on that one. It wasn't one of the best. Okay. Okay. That I will agree with you. The uh, On the side note, there was a bunch of other things that I can understand that were not part of what is what we all understand is like logical. Yes. Because there was a lot of things that were fabricated because they did not know. Yes. Yeah. I understand that too. <sighs> but for me, I liked the movie for what it was. It was just basically John McClane put into a situation where he had to figure himself out. That's it. And it did have a nice twist and turn, a couple, couple of uh, memorable faces that I saw. And it was enjoyable for the, uh, the, the chase scenes, the attacks, and the, like, the, the inner workings of the airport. It was just, for me, it was just like trying to up the ante for what happened in the first movie to make it bigger and better. Because now instead of working at one tower, he's working at an entire airport and and going around and doing that kind of stuff. Working with the knowledge that they knew, not of course it being not correct, but if, let's say if what they were doing at that time was understood as real, that would have been really cool. Because... Knowing, because we're we're running from the idea of the knowledge that we know now from Google and all the other stuff and other experiences that they did not have back then. So it, we're, if we're putting ourselves into that situation, yes, this was a crap movie. But if we do that when the movie came out, no one would be the wiser in that sense. At least with unless they were actually working in that that job. Okay, it'd be an interesting point. Uh, let me uh, let me pose this to, Ho- I, to Hollywood. I, oh, it's not your final thought. Yet. No, no. Okay. I, before I give my final thoughts, okay. I want I want to pose you a question. Mm-hmm. If this was called Airport Under Siege, starring Kurt Russell, oh, not a diehard movie at all, would it have played better? You think? No, still no. It's just the story isn't good, regardless of okay. like what franchise or title or actor you put in. Well, that's the thing about it, though, man. I mean, like you're looking at this film. From the eyes of a person from the future, a person with knowledge far superior to what people knew back then. I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was not part of the Die Hard franchise. Really? If, if it was separate, if it was still Bruce Willis, fine. Because it doesn't. It's not a Die Hard. It doesn't. It doesn't fit, right? Mm-hmm. But it, that, but Bruce Willis. So take it, Bruce take Willis it out of that. Take it out of that and have the same movie. I think I would have enjoyed it more. But I thought you said the reason why Die Hard was so great was because Bruce Willis was very John McClaney in it. Yeah. So, are you saying that even though he was John McClane in it, the movie was not up to par because of that? No, it was it was it was sucky. Uh, not it, despite John McClane being McClane. So you're saying John McClane was the best part of the movie? Yes. Oh God, okay. that's 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 great. Yes. I'm just saying is the reason why I watched this movie is because Bruce Willis was John McClane. Okay. I don't care about the stories per se because I take into the as the perceptive perception that those people that made the movie didn't know what they were doing Obviously. at that time. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't common knowledge. Okay. So people at that time would accept it because they didn't know. So I would take that into perspective on that on this movie specifically or not in general for this kind of movie and just take it for what it was. Uh take away the logic from what we know now. <laughs> And put into the perspective of what people know back then. And that's how I usually watch movies and accept them. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Uh, I, I, can, I, can, I can distract myself enough to, from reality enough yeah. to make it happen. I know. No, I just can't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this, this movie it was, was bad. It was real bad. 
like I was saying, the, the best part of it was that John McClane was in it. Not even Bruce Willis. It was John McClane. Because in a weird way, I differentiate Bruce Willis from John McClane. John McClane's great. Bruce Willis is also great. But this was a John McClane movie, not a Bruce Willis movie. And it, it was... The parts where he was in was great. Because he was very John McClane-y. But everything else, the story, everything sucked. Everything else sucked. There's, there's, no, there's no reprieve. The, the only thing that I have to make me feel good about this movie is the fact that there was a third. Mm-hmm. Which is my favorite. One's amazing. Three is outstanding. So three is the best. Then comes one. Then maybe even four. Then two. Then five. It just it was this. This should not have been a Die Hard movie. Yeah, it should have been somebody else. Patrick Swayze, maybe. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll, I'll even go for a Stallone in this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh no! Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but zero credentials. Now we're gonna hear from people who actually have credentials. The critics, the good review. Would you like to hear the good reviews or the bad reviews? Let's start with the good. Okay. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly says, A number of scenes have been staged with satisfying kinetic flair, and Willis once again makes an appealing superhero. Yet, without that great big booby trap skyscraper to hold the action together, the suspense dissipates. There was a lot of... (laughs) Rita Rita Kempley of the Washington Post says, It's rambunctiously entertaining, a loop-de-loop bumper car ride through a firecracker sky, all bright lights, sonic booms, and impossible heroics. <laughs> That's a foreshadowing for the uh, rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Carrie, Carrie Ricky of the Philadelphia Inquirer says the screenplay is precariously supported by the chips on John McClane's shoulders. Fortunately, it is also designed to Willis's unique specs. Okay. That's accurate. Now the bad reviews. Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader says, If your idea of a good time is watching a lot of stupid, unpleasant people insult and brutalize one another, this is right up your alley. And finally, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone says, though the follow-up is bigger, it's not really better. The surprise is missing. Whoa. Whoa. Was that a shot at Die Hard 3? Well, Die Hard 3 is not out yet at this point. Oh. Okay. So follow-up? All right. Though the fault, this is the follow-up. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Fine. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got very offended for a second. (laughs) Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is a part of the show where make... The guys guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomato score. For those of you, for those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from zero to hundred amongst critics in the audience. Zero to fifty-nine is rotten. Sixty to eighty-four is fresh, and eighty-five and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Oh, let's uh, do critics first. Okay. This, this this sucks because I know they made a third, fourth, and a fifth. So this had to be good enough. Okay, the audience is going to be higher because that would demand more. Mm-hmm. Critics, they can't like it. They can't. I'll go with the uh, 49. Okay. See, this is the interesting part about it. For Adam to do this and say a number, he's usually really good with the audience. Oh, the 50 50 with the, the critics. The critics are awful. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, 
I always like to go lower than you, uh, so I'll probably do a 38. So this is the critics, right? Critics. 68%. Oh, oh we're both wrong. Okay. And now the audience. God damn it. That was That's really high for the critics for such a shitty, shitty movie. Yeah, 60. That's pretty high for critics. So what do you think the audience would have? I mean, this is a superstar. All right. The problem I'm having now is that I have to take my Bruce Willis fandom necklace off. It's a necklace. It's a necklace. It's Tied. a hat. It's a. It's an outfit, really. It's an outfit. So you might as well just start looking like the guy from what's it called? Um, mm, that one. The, Wilford. Yeah. Wow. How did I get that? I don't know. It's amazing. That's a cool creepy. All right. Uh, audience is going to be. God damn it! It's going to be higher. You said critics were. Sixty-eight. Damn it! No, it can't be fresh. No, no. It's gonna be fresh. Fresh. Ah, uh, sixty-three. Oh, okay. whoa! You went down. Seventy-five. It's seventy percent from the audience. Wow! That's an outrage. God damn it! People are stupid, but they also don't have the appreciation that I have. Mm-hmm. In fact. uh very close by. I have Bruce Willis memorabilia. Do you kiss it tonight? No. <laughs> not kiss. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I mean, what? Check out her holes. <laughs> Paul Giamatti wasn't in this? Since we love him, we decided to ask, what role would Giamatti have had in the movie? Take that black guy out. Yeah, absolutely. He's the he new sucks. air traffic I hate guy. him. Yeah. He's the worst. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take him out. It'd be great. He'd be great in that role. You want him to be helpful? Yes. Okay. Or at least entertaining. At least, like, oh, hey, I believe what you're saying. Versus, uh, uh I, I, I really hated that guy so mm-hmm. much. Uh, now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where you give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. In the military, red tape on mags means live rounds, while, while blue means blanks. The tape is used in training exercises to prevent accidentally wounding soldiers with live rounds. So, are you telling me that people should know this? Are you telling me that people that are ex-military should know this? I don't know. So, so if you watch this from military standpoint, the whole movie was ruined at the beginning. Oh, I guess that sucks. Uh, Black and Decker paid to have its cordless drill featured in a scene with Bruce Willis. When the, <laughs> scene, when the scene was cut, the company sued 20th Century Fox in the first ever product placement lawsuit. The hundred fifty thousand dollar claim was settled out of court. These these are corporations oh my God. that make. Billions of dollars, and they're fighting over a little $150,000 claim was settled out of court. You know what happens when you settle? That means it's less than the claim. Yeah. What did Black and Decker get? 80 grand? What do they make? That in a month? Fuck out of here. What? Money's money, guys. God. I know. Well, to be fair, Black and Decker makes the best drills of all times. (laughs) It's the best drills, and if you're not going to recognize the drills that I make, then you need to pay me for the drills that you're showing in your films. (laughs) One more time? No. In the first Die Hard, John McClane only has only had a few scripted one-liners. However, Bruce Willard ad-libbed so many one-liners and audience <laughs> liked them so much that in this sequel and the next one, more gags were added and Willis was told he could ad-lib as much as he wanted. Oh, these are improv? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, hold on. Let me ask you this. How could the sh- same shit happen to the same guy twice? Was that a sc- scripted or – that's probably scripted. I don't know. You know, definitely wasn't scripted. John, what the fuck are you doing on the side yeah. of this plane? Hold on. You got to tell the joke that, you, uh, that your wife made. Oh, yeah. So we're watching the movie. Yes. It was a, it, yeah. 
This is my favorite thing I've she heard never, in a long, long time. She never pays attention to the movies when yeah. we watch them. And she's always on her phone. She looks up when he when he says that line, the more more basements, more elevator shafts. How the how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Sarah said, <laughs> I think that's the note from the studio that got left in the script. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great line. Yeah. Why does it keep on happening to us, John? Yeah. I also didn't appreciate it. It's like, why does it keep happening to me? Like, well, it's the second movie. You can't say keep happening. Wait for the third or fourth movie. Yeah. Like, well, how does it keep happening to me? After twice? It's Mm -hmm. not keep happening. It's just, yeah, yeah, fool me once. You can't get fooled again. Now, uh, money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for Die Hard 2, $70 million. Mm. Tell me your 70 guess. 70 mil? For its total worldwide box office oh, gross. Right. Is there any CGI would, in this thing? Would you like to know? There was a lot of green screen. A lot of green screen. A lot of green the screen. The budget for the first Die Hard, $28 million. So this was... Three oh. times its budget. Oh, my God. For this piece of shit? Yeah. Okay. 78. So 70 million is the budget. Okay. Seven, uh, 70 is the budget. Hmm. It had to it had to have made more to do with a, a third. And also thank God for that. <laughs> because a third is the best. Ah, uh, 170. I'm going to go 170. Okay. Maestro? Not off the triple, but close. You went to 170, huh? Yeah. I would think it would have done a lot better. Uh, what was the, what was the, what was the base? 70. 70? You said 170. I'm going to go for 300. In the U.S., this grossed 117.5 million. Oh, Overseas, 122.4. Ah. Brings total gross to $240 million. 240? Mm-hmm. That was close. All right. This film debuted in first place on the weekend of July 6th, 1990 with 21.7 million. Wait, after the first one, of course. Everyone has to come out. Yes. Damn it. Uh, fact that in. So it was first place. <laughs> Number three that week was a childhood movie favorite of mine when I was a kid, Dick Tracy. Oh. We have to do that down the road. Just, yes, we just, do. Just for yes, Pacino. We do. That Pacino scene, I want him dead. I want that no face dead, and I want Tracy dead. What's the matter? You bums <laughs> forgot how to kill people? You have no sense of duty? No sense of destiny? That is the Pacino. That, that, so when you imitate Pacino, it's that Pacino. Yes. It's yes. not the hua. It's, no. the, it's the, I want him dead. Yes. We have to do that just for Pacino. Absolutely. And like, Absolutely. And everyone's in that movie. Yeah. Like Dustin Hoffman's in the movie in like makeup. Oh my god! Four sights and what makeup. a cast! Yeah, it's a great cast. Uh, number five that week. Get your ass to Mars. Get oh, your ass to Total Mars. Recall? Total Recall. Yeah, man, that was a fun one. So I just did this uh, two episodes ago. According to Box Office Mojo, this is the ninth highest grossing film in the category Christmas film setting only. What? Where the movie, okay. the setting is Christmas, but it's not about Christmas. Oh, fuck. I did this. I already forgot. Yeah. You're not gonna know what number one is. Damn number it. number one's Iron Man three. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. yeah, that was stupid. And finally, Die Hard two was the eighth highest grossing film of 1990. Number one, Home Alone. Ah, mm-hmm. the first one mm-hmm. before Trump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, technically, he was in there too. <laughs> so I don't know when this drops. So will this drop after Christmas or before? Uh, 
If it's before, well, let me save you. I'm trouble, a little behind. Let, with me, the, let me posting. let me save you some trouble. Adam. Okay. If this drops before, if you're listening to this before Christmas, get your last minute Christmas shopping deals on Amazon.com. Yes. If it's after Christmas, get all your gift cards from Amazon that you got. Oh. And go to Amazon.com, or if you have a Visa gift card or a Mastercard gift card. Yes. Go to Amazon.com, but first go to our website. Click on the banner on the bottom or on the side. I forget where it is. Takes you there, yes, yeah, and that's your link. Bookmark it; doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps support the show. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, that's 1990s Die Hard Two, directed by Renly Harlan. Check out our website, RadPackPodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out unsubscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at RadPackPodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week, we're watching 2002's Reign of Fire. Oh, oh I like yes. that movie. Yeah. yeah, this is a movie I've been wanting to do for a long time. It's Christian Bale. It's McConaughey. Gerard right, Butler's right. in there. They're fighting dragons. Yeah, man. Have you seen the latest trailer with the... Uh Christian Bale for Vice playing Dick Cheney. Yeah, holy Christ! Yeah, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for. Uh, they announced the Golden Globe nominations. He's nominated for Best Actor. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna win, but fuck. Does he get a lot of shit like as like not being like good transforming into for his role or no? Because no. I feel like when I hear his name, I feel like people are like, eh. well, he does have an Oscar. Christian Bale. Yeah, no, I, I think he's amazing. Yeah. Everything he does, I think is amazing. Yeah. But I feel like there's like a little, like a, meh, Christian Bale, meh. I don't know. I like him a lot. Yeah. I don't get it. I love him. Yeah. He's great. Mm-hmm. American Psycho, by the way, may have been like the, the prequel to... What? You're in a monologue? The presidency. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> what? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, so Reign of Fire... I saw this movie in high school. It came out our senior year of high school, 2002. Yeah. Me and my friends saw this in theaters because yeah. we were like, dragons? What the fuck? Right? Hell Love yeah. It. We loved it back then. This is the first time I'm watching it since. I think I own it on DVD. I have to find it. I have vague memories. I, yeah, I don't really remember it. I just remember McConaughey is jacked. Like he's really ripped in this oh, yeah? one. And he's got that big ass beard. That's all I remember. All right. So it turns out I have no memories. I, I feel like I've seen it, but... I don't know. Yeah. I may fall asleep. You know, honestly, I'm actually really excited to watch this movie again because I remember the movie, but now I want to remember it again because I've forgotten most of it. I feel like I'm mixing Reign of Fire versus Lord of the Rings where there's like, there's a tower they're trying to protect. Oh, really? I thought you were talking about Dragonheart. No. With no. Sean Connery. Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta hold the tower. No. No? Okay, maybe I haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> this, this, isn't this, this is what, like a post-apocalyptic world, right? Yeah, because dragons took over the world. Sean Connery in that? No. no. Yeah. So check out uh, 2002's <laughs> Reign of Fire. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. <laughs> Me three. And until this, next this, this is your. Oh, yeah. This is your... Uh... Yeah, I picked this. Yeah. Okay. And this was added to our list. Yeah, man. I, I said a long time ago, we got to do Reign of Fire. It's, it's, it's a perfect movie for us. Here we go. Because they don't make movies like this anymore. Everything's a fucking superhero or a sequel or like a, everyone's trying to do a franchise. Yeah. Just make a dumb turn your brain off movie. Yeah, just man. one of them. 
It's not how it works anymore. No. They're making everything. Mary Poppins, Aladdin, Lion King, it all came out this year. Mm-hmm. What the? That's true, huh? Aquaman too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All recreations of some kind. Yes. Yeah. Just give me a dumb original. You see, Adam, this is why I love my horror movies. As, <laughs> as much as you hate them. They are original. They are at least... Like there it, are sequels, but they're not making as many sequels of like Friday the 13th and whatnot. Like, okay. There's always like original horror movies. Granted, they're not good, <laughs> but I do appreciate the originality behind it. Right. They're taking a chance. Okay. I can give a hand that to a point. Yeah. Like Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, Ooh. it's not a horror movie. No, I'm not just saying because like these movies that, are, that have been made. But that's based on a guy. What do you hate? Gays? What's wrong with you? But it's based on a guy's <laughs> life. Oh, Crimes we saw, of Grindelwald. We saw. Be, no, that's based on a property. That's Harry Potter. Yeah, but there was. It's, this is a whole fresh movie, though. Yeah, no, like, uh, it's but it's still from a pre-existing yeah. world. Oh, I see what you mean. Original ideas we're going for. By the way, we were leaving uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Me and Sarah, and we, we heard these two guys like all that gay stuff. I'm like, did you not really? know Freddie Mercury was gay? Wow. There's two scenes where where there's gay stuff. He kisses a guy in one scene, and the second one, it's his boyfriend and him just sitting across from each other. That's it. Those are the two gayest scenes in the movie. All that gay stuff. Did he not know that Freddie Bird? This is a movie about a gay man. That guy that made that comment drives like a Ford 750. Uh Uh-huh. 750, not, huh? Not even 150. It's like... <laughs> 750. It's, yeah. I don't think they go that high. Yeah. I don't think they go that high. Well, the 750, it comes with injections of testosterone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see this guy, Mr. Robot, as Mercury. Oh, it's, he's good. He's really good. He got nominated for a Golden Globe. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. I can't picture him the movie, outside of this. So the movie, the movie's fine, but he's really good in it okay. as Freddie Mercury. He's really good in it. The movie is eh. all right. I'm actually looking forward to the Mary Queen of Scots. Okay, another pre-existed based on a person. All right, there. That's all. Everything is now. Yeah. What about a house with a clock in the wall? I'll give you that. No, I, th- I think that's based on a children's book Is that Jack series. Black? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, watch Rain of Fire. Yes. Is- until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Maestro. I'm Adam. Adam.